We live. We are live. One time for the people in the back, we can get the Kelly family the fuck up out of here. Yo, your man, your man's Bruce opened us by telling us he has a preference and he likes older women. But what is the big issue with his younger brother liking younger women? Ain't no big deal. I like black cars. You like silver cars. I mean, uh, you know, like, listen. Hold on. Um, <laughs> I can't even do a proper intro to this. Uh, let me give this PSA before we start. Um, we will be making jokes on uh, Bruce and a couple other people from this documentary, but our overall point, so that we start and start off with it, our overall point is that we both feel like R. Kelly's a monster. Highly disgusted. Let me say that. Highly disgusted. Let me say that because y'all skin past it and take what y'all want and whatever have you. But um, before we get to the in-depth of the documentary, Bruce Kelly has got to, got to, got to, got to, got to, got to get up out of here. Let him have it. Um, Let him round off. Did you hear the way... I don't think just R. Kelly, he wasn't the only one that couldn't read that family. If you heard... (laughs) 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 If you heard how this nigga was talking, like, his whole family, I feel like something off. Like, he ain't the the entire family, like, screwed up. That's generational screw up like it's deep and it is inherent it's in their DNA it's in their the niggas are screwed yeah I, w- I was trying to understand why <laughs> I really was for the life of me trying to figure out I said oh nah they got his brothers on here his brothers must be doing him dirty little did I know <laughs> That Bruce was at the oh, other well, one. Be wrong. Yo, I'm thinking, all right, Carrie, the younger brother, I'm like, all right, he, he must got it out for Rob for whatever reason. Yeah, when Bruce, Rob tried to pin that journal on him, that when trying to say that he was the one pissing on that teenager. When Bruce started talking, I said, oh, no, that nigga think he, he's defending him. He's making it worse. Okay. He's making it worse. He was making it worse. I said, oh, okay. I was prepared to come in here and be on some. Hold on, hold on. Y'all, y'all, y'all didn't catch me. I said I was prepared to come in here and be on some. <laughs> I said, I say I was prepared to come in here and be on some. Hold it down, hold it down, hold it down. Hold on, hold on. They don't, they don't. Can't even use my new, my new toy. On this podcast, all right. Let me let's let's get into it. Uh, we we dancing around. Let's get into it. Surviving R. Kelly. What's your thoughts? Not, let me hear enough. from you first. A lot of people on social 
showed their true colors. Learned a lot. I learned a lot about a lot of people's characters. Um, I didn't like how people, I didn't like how people was deflecting from what R. Kelly, from his behavior. Like, oh, where were the parents? Oh, those girls were fast. Oh, but you knew. Oh, but the wife still have his last name. How bad could it have been if you, you still carrying his last name? All right, but okay, let's talk about the issue at hand. Starting with Aaliyah, blatant. The girl was not of legal age to be married. And then the tape, so it was like, what is there to defend? Well, I, I, I honestly can't understand for the life of me how people could even give him the benefit of the doubt there's no if and maybe, but what about? No, it's pretty clear cut and it's pretty evident. The type of person that he like is right there. So because he's a black man and you feel like uh, America with the three K's in the middle of it is trying to tear down a black, like, no, this is what, this is him. These are his behaviors. This is what he's been doing. It's been documented. He's been arrested for it. Okay, the case was dismissed. If you have an issue with that, fine. But what is there to defend? And I saw somebody, I don't remember who it was, just reaching. So if we get rid of R. Kelly, we're going to get rid of the book of songs. Come on. <laughs> I'm like, yo. <laughs> so I'm going through the comments. I'm like, well, maybe it's me. And people like, yeah, talk to him, tell him about it. I'm like, what? <laughs> really? Like, <laughs> like, really? You want to be an R. Kelly apologist so bad you want to compare it to, to David? Like, from the Bible? <laughs> it's like you're, like, you're reaching. Okay, you want to defend R. Kelly without really looking like a creep, but it's not, you know what I mean? Like, you just look crazy. And to me, a lot of people just look real crazy trying to defend it and deflecting and giving the benefit of the doubt. And, well, they knew, well, the parent, like, no. Like, R. Kelly needs to be held accountable for his actions, and that's what it is. I purposely avoided all of your posts about it. I purposely did not speak to you about it because I wanted our conversation to be as genuine as possible and not... uh Edited yeah. for sake. So, I'm going to ask you a couple questions while we're conversing, but um, I'm going to give you my stance. I hear you, and correct me if I'm wrong. Your bottom line statement is that he's wrong. He should be held accountable for his actions. Correct? Okay. I agree yeah. in the sentiment um, that he is wrong. Watching that documentary, however, I say everybody else that was connected to it is just as at fault as he is. The people he had in his circle, because he can't read, the people that was booking flights, that was pay, um, like seriously, the people that was booking flights, the people that was getting hotel stuff, the people that was forging documents for these underage girls, 
all of them are wrong and should be under the jail with him. You gonna go after him? Go after everybody and then. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I don't. My first question when I was watching it the entire time was, but where are the parents? And this is not to say that the parents aren't at fault because they're as much as at fault as anybody else that was helping. Um, there's a lot to talk about in terms of this documentary, mm -hmm. but I couldn't help walk away from it feeling like these parents must have got paid off at some at some point or other because I, I still can't grasp how you let your underage girl, boy, how do you let, leave them alone with somebody you don't know? How do they have access? Mm -hmm. If you're a fan of this person, that's one thing. But to bring your children to their concerts and then have them pulled on stage and you, I would be, and I've had so many conversations about this documentary, I would literally have the cops called on me at a concert because no, you're not going on stage. I don't care how bad you like the artist. No. Mm -hmm. No, you're not going yeah. on stage. And just like you came, you went on stage through the crowd, why can't you come back through the crowd? Mm -hmm. Because anything can happen between the time yeah. I let you go on stage Whatever happens on stage and you exit in the stage and come back, no. no. I'm sorry. My honest... Yeah. I, I definitely think the parents are um, are guilty of, you know, getting caught in the hype, the stardom, you know, having their kid, you know, meet R. Kelly and possibly be put on, getting them in the, rap, in the, in the music industry. You know what I mean? Like, I definitely think that um, probably clouded their judgment um, for what it's worth. I'll, I'll, as so I've been saying, when people have asked me about this, I feel like the parents were starstruck. They were fans of R. Kelly. And if their daughter did anything yeah. remotely close to music, if it was writing, if it was playing, if it was singing, yeah. if it was anything remotely close, because they were such fans and groupies, the parents... It was oh well if mm -hmm. he helps uh, if he helps her we'll get on and we'll blow up you're all guilty right. sparkle you're guilty because mm -hmm. you saw what he was doing and still was like oh let me bring my 12 year old niece around and introduce him to her you knew what was mm -hmm. going on everybody that's saying um oh no um like like i said he had people around him that was helping demetrius is a dirty nigga the tour manager mm -hmm. that forged the papers for Aaliyah mm -hmm. for them to get married, he's a dirty digger. Mm-hmm. And the reason why yep. I keep saying everybody yep. around, you got to remember the era we're talking about. We're talking about an era where groupies, in order for you to get to the main person, you had to sleep with the crew. Mm-hmm. And if you had yeah, to sleep with the crew. in order to get to the main person. That was the that was the era that that was where oh it's groupie activity. My man's and them are gonna get put on first, and then we're gonna pass you off to the main star. It's sick, but that's what it was. Um, 
the parents are at fault. Everybody around is at fault. R. Kelly's at fault. Um, and people have, people have been saying, well, you have to address everything. And we are going to address everything. Him being molest- him and his brother being molested does play on that, that yeah. does play on their development growing up. That's no excuse, however. Yeah. That's no excuse. Yeah. That's not. That's what I'm saying. Like the whole family is like screwed. Like your oldest, you yeah, had your oldest sister actually molesting the baby brothers. Or she tried to get, I believe, Carrie. But he was probably too small and, you know, whatever. I don't know. But like, how are you trying to have sexual relations with, you know, with, your, with your little brothers? So it was like, what did you think he was going to grow up to be? There's a, there's a clip on Instagram. Uh, let me see if I can pull this up. There's a clip on Instagram where Carrie's telling what she made them do. Hold on. I saw one article with uh, he was describing the very first time that she tr- that she tried it with him. Um, he said that he walked in a room and she had on a robe and she opened up her robe and she had she was butt naked under the robe. And it was like, come here, like, come touch it or something like that. And he was like six, I believe, six or seven. And he was like frightened. And he was like, even at that young age, he knew that situation was, it was totally wrong. There was nothing right about it. I'm like, like, Ethan is sick. Like, uh, it's just, it's just sickness. Sickness throughout the Kelly family. Get them, but she's dead, you know, wherever she may be. Hold on. I don't know. Hold on. It's just, it's... Hold on. I'm a, I'm a, all right. <clears throat> I'm gonna see if it lets me play it. Uh, yeah, she told me to come over to her, <laughs> excuse me, and um. As a kid in my mind, I'm, I'm, I'm confused because I know this my sister. I'm six. I know this wrong. Mm-hmm. And she's way older than me. And first I thought she was playing. But she would, you know, she, she, she was in, in, insistent on me coming over um, to her. So I didn't, I was hesitant. And so she grabbed my arm. Mm. And, um... She took my she took my hand and um like started like rubbing it on her private part. Fam. Yes. Fam. Fam. Messed up. The, I think what 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 makes this and not, it's not what makes it worse, but. For him to go to his brother and say this happened, and it happened to his brother, and his brother to deny it and be like, "No, that didn't happen to you." No, yeah, it was never addressed. And somebody brought up the statement of, "And in black families, it's always said, well, what happens in this house stays in this house." Mm-hmm. And it was almost taboo to talk about, you know, in a yeah. in a black family, especially, it's taboo to talk yeah. about the uncle that no one wants around a kid. 
Right. Everybody knows, but everybody don't, you know, you don't speak on it. Again, it's not an excuse. I wonder if he was complicit. Robert. <clears throat> I wish we had <laughs> one of them doctors on hand to ask all these questions because I'm sure it messes up. Yeah, because it seems like if you're like 10 or 11 and then your six-year-old little brother's coming to you saying, you know, Teresa did this to me and you in your mind know that Teresa's done it, like, I don't know. That just, that seems really weird to me. That's a little bit different from being afraid to tell your mother that your uncle touched you. You know what I mean? I, I think in both situations that people that are being molested feel like no one's going to believe them. Or if they do, if they do say something, they're dismissed. Oh, no, that didn't happen. Not so-and-so. All right, this is what I'm saying, but then it happened to Robert as well. So wouldn't you think that he would be a little bit more receptive of what his little brother is telling him and maybe trying to figure something out it just seems weird for me to, for me to, like, I don't, I can't, I don't know why he would just turn him away when she was doing the same thing to him. Because it was probably swept under the rug when he brought it up and he was probably made to feel like, um, no, that didn't happen. He was wrong. So he probably adopted that mindset and lived in that mindset. Can't, can't speak for his mindset and all that other stuff because that's going someplace else. We can talk about what right. he's accountable for, and that is physically taking advantage of these little girls. All these people, and I'm not going to lie, watching that documentary, I was one of those people when a trial first happened, I was like, but it's R. Kelly. Like, come on. Mm -hmm. I was one of those people. But he gave us this record. But he gave us X, mm -hmm. Y, and Z. After watching that documentary, I was like, fam, I don't even know if I can listen to his songs the same. You can't even listen to his songs the same, in the same context. It's like everything's changed. You remind me of my Jeep. Like, are you talking about the 14-year-old girl? Somebody, like, like, somebody mentioned something that blew my mind, and I have not been able to get it out of my mind when it first aired. Somebody tweeted... Your man said, I don't want to hurt nobody. My mind's telling me no, but my body's telling me yes. So he knew what was going on and still. Yeah. yeah. See, yeah. When, 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 when you put that spin on it, you look at it differently and say, dang, all it'll. Right, because I was going to ask you, how do you approach um, separating the artist from the art? And I, I know for a lot of people, that's been very difficult to do with this R. Kelly situation. But then you have things like that. And I think even one of the girls, when she was going through the abortion, that song that he wrote for Michael Jackson, You Are Not Alone, I Am Here With You, that was for that, that little girl that was about to abort her baby. I think she was like 17 or something at the time. So it's like, in this instance, can you still enjoy the art knowing it was a bit perverted? Me? I'm going to speak for me. No. And the reason why it, this hurts me is because there are a couple of R. Kelly songs that I really, really like. You can't tell me 
at any black anything, everybody wasn't dancing to step in the name of love. You can't tell mm-hmm. me that if Ignition Remix come on, you won't be singing a the, the, yeah. like this certain song. Every graduation, I believe I can fly. Bro. That is nowhere, never again in nobody's school. <laughs> like, like, not even joking, my sixth grade graduation, I told Tiffany when we were watching, I'm like, fam, we sung this at my sixth grade graduation. Mm-hmm. Me, personally. The other one, too. I forget the name of it. But Andrew, when he graduated from eighth grade, they sang um, one of those R. Kelly songs. It was like... Me, personally, I can't separate the artist from the person. Back And this is why I keep saying, back then when the trial was going on, I was on the front line um, separating the artist and a person. I was on the front line. Mm-hmm. Nah, you can't. Come on, man. This is this Kels. Yeah. Granted, we knew he was a pedophile. I don't think we put as much stock in it as the documentary, like, showed light on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My, I think it being up front and in people's face and the social media age, I think that made it, um, I think that made it a lot worse for him. <laughs> I had somebody tell me, um, the school's at fault because they should have been like, oh, we remember this nigga. He can't read. He fell out. How the heck? He, why are he still hanging around? <laughs> but like, stuff like that where it's like, how do y'all see this nigga hanging around a high school and nobody says anything? Nobody reports anything? Yeah. I remember, be, I remember being in high school and it's something that I, I couldn't understand why girls wanted older guys. And I'm no way trying to pin... I need y'all to let me finish. I didn't understand why girls are into older guys. Because I kept saying, mm-hmm. okay, well, if you're 16, 17, just because a nigga got a car don't mean that he's going to be the best for you. Like, mm-hmm. I get it. Young, impressionable minds, because guys were the same way. They want to be like the drug dealer because they have flashy cars and mm-hmm. all this jewelry. Like, you're, you're impressionable. But my thing is, Sparkle says, oh, I know my parents. They wouldn't let us go nowhere. But you left your... Tw- it's it's yeah. conflicting. Your parents won't let you go nowhere without themselves, but yet you left your twelve-year-old niece with him. Yeah. It's too much. It's all too much. I can't. I really can't. The only thing about that documentary that I felt like, okay, now they're trying to put a little extra sauce on it. Was a thirty-five-year-old because I'm like, fam, you grown ass. <laughs> well, they were abused, so I guess that was their, you know, that was their story. You a grown ass woman. If a nigga tell you tomorrow, oh, you can't talk to your family and you got to come live, like, yeah, that's. I saw yeah. the um, the parents that said they saw. Went to the studio and saw somebody in a window. Mm-hmm. And fam, the building would have been burnt down. My car would have been through the front door. No way in the world. Cops already here. Arrest me. No way in the yeah. world. Yeah. 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 No way in the world. 
You mean to tell me I think she's upstairs and y'all gonna tell me y'all can't open the right. door? Right. You haven't seen her in three years, two, three years? Like, nah. Check this out. I'm get I'm getting in here. Check this out. You already got cuffs on you. I'm letting you know ahead of time you're going <laughs> to have to put me in those cuffs. <laughs> Master P said it perfect. If my kids been missing for three years, there's no way I'm sitting in front of a camera on Lifetime talking about when the last time I saw them. Yeah. Nigga, I would have been in the same Bruce Kelly uniform doing my interview if that was me. Yeah, I, I mean, they say uh, um, Rob is out free, but I'm going to tell you when I got my hands on him. That's why I'm here now. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. A lot of people were saying, like, the, the Dominique girl, when uh, her mom came to the hotel and she was like, um, oh, somebody's here. Like, her mom should have been, like, grabbed it by the neck and been like, no, you're coming with me. Mm-hmm. And Tiffany brought up a great point. She said, as a mom, I understood for her daughter um, how I she had to feel like there was a relationship there, like, where she had to say, okay, well, you're 17. If you're going to go, go. Because there was no way that that girl would have spoke to her when she showed right. up to the hotel otherwise. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. But yeah, she was like, you know, she was relentless. She was pursuing, she's like, I'm out here in LA. Um, she might be out here, like, you know, following the little breadcrumbs, you know. And she got to her. But that's what any. But that's then, what it. Yeah, that's what any. That's what all the niggas should have been doing. Like, yo, there's no way in the world. Like, even when they was pulling up to this house for like the wellness. Like, what? Wellness? What? You opening the door? I'm going in there. For the checks? Oh no. We yeah, wish like wellness we... check. Like what? Nah. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. There's no way in the world I'm at his house and y'all going in and y'all gonna come back and tell me, oh, she seems to be fine, fam. Yeah, nah. I need to know that. I need to see that for myself. Let me explain something to y'all about uh, Dorothy Reed, right quick. Dorothy and Charles had to literally pull baby Hollywood. Out of <laughs> Melissa's house, when Melissa's grandmother, Melissa's mother, the whole family was saying, "Let that boy stay." I don't know why I keep doing this. Bring the clothes tomorrow. Let that boy stay. My parents, and this is people we knew. This is our family. Yeah, this is our family. My parents were like, "I said he's coming yep. home." Yeah, I don't care how many people you got pleading for him or saying yep. let him stay. I said he's coming home. Yeah. I remember Boomer used to be like, yo, do your homework because you know they're going to say, is his homework done? Blah, 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 blah. They had the master plan and it never even worked. I I, I don't get it. No no wellness check in the world would have kept me out of getting in that door and dragging my kids out of that house, period. Yep. Granted, technology is no back then was nowhere near where it is today. Find my iPhone and all that other stuff that you can put on your 
teenage kids' phones. Mm-hmm. Those tracking apps, all of that. Bam. Yeah. If your kid went missing tomorrow at school, what's going to happen? Yeah. I'm T- everywhere. Tomorrow. You show up tomorrow to pick your kid up and they say, oh, uh, Miss Washington, um... Here's the thing. Nah. You're going to have to give me answers. You're going to have to give me some leads. Nah. Bro, I can't even say. I, I, my, my, I hope that everybody in that um, documentary gets justice. Do you think they're going to lock him away? I don't. I don't. I saw somewhere that there's like some investigation. They opened up an investigation on him. We'll see what that leads to, but I don't think I don't think anything criminal will come out of it. I I, I saw something that was disturbing that said um had those girls been white we wouldn't even be talking about this. R. Kelly would have been under the jail. And I stopped mm-hmm. for a second because I didn't want to get caught up in that. And I had to think. And I'm like, okay. Not to play the race card, but that makes way too much sense. That's very true. All them white girls in college that be getting them black athletes locked up. Lion took them out. He raped me. The white ones get off, though. We just saw that at, um, what school was that? And that white dude got off. For raping that girl, give him a slap on the wrist. I think he had like two years of community service or something stupid like that. But yeah, if he was, if them girls was white, no question. A lot, I know a lot of people, and I know you're one of the people that got him up out of here. But Bill Cosby's uh, victims were of age white women, and see what happened to him. Yep. Yep. Prime example. They were of age. And no one cared that Bill Cosby was half blind and he had all the pudding pops <laughs> in the world. Kane's tripping over himself coming out the courthouse. I'm going to lock this nigga up and he's going to be dead tomorrow? Really? No Not a kid. I still no say, where's Harvey? Yep. I still say, okay, Kevin Spacey's uh, running around. Like, it's too many instances where you can't make it a race thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, it's there. History, the evidence, the proof is in the pudding. It's very apparent. Um, yeah. I think we both knew that this is going to be one of those uh, heavier topics um, so that being said, all right, everybody, get up. You got your cube. Come on, two step with us, right quick. Come on and twirl. I know you're twirling. Somebody, somebody got a cup of Henny and they twirling somewhere. Not the Henny, though. Somebody got a cup of Henny and they twirling. Uncle Shannon. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> with a black and mild. <laughs> with a black and mild. Um, whatever face podcast, we're here. Um, you said Uncle Shannon. That made me think about um trading the the um race trade, and I feel like. It's time that we trade as a black delegation. We trade for Ellen, um, Kanye for Ellen, Ethan Swap. Um, the, the whites can take Kanye. We'll take Ellen. We'll call it an even trade. I thought he came to his senses. The whites can take Kanye. We'll take Ellen. We call it an even even trade. Um, we can define her as yeah, black. Yeah, I now. like I like Ellen. I don't mind that. Yeah, I rock with Ellen. Did you see her uh, interview with Kevin Hart? I did. I did. What was your takeaway? Um, I think she's right in that you know, it wasn't really like anything malicious behind it, behind you know his comments about his the joke about his son being gay or um, the tweets to his plastic cup boys about them, you know, looking gay and being gay for whatever reason. Cause he's not that type of person. And um, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't get it. I saw, I saw someone the other day that he apologized again. So I'm thinking maybe he's going to do it, do the, the hosting. But, um, I agree with her in that he should do it because it's been a lifelong dream of his and um, it will make him like the fourth black comedian to um, host the Oscars ever. So, you know what I mean? It's like, a, it's a big deal. It's a, it's a huge gig and it's something that he's always wanted to do. I don't think that he should let this this one little bump in the road deter him from, you know, accomplishing one of his his dreams, but um, I felt bad for him because he almost seemed like deflated, and I never really um, seen Kevin. Like I, I watch a lot of his his interviews and stuff, and I've never really seen him look like that or have that tone. It was it was kind of sad, um, to be honest. And we've talked about it up here before. We, you know, living in a, a sensitive society and um, we're living in a time where people, it's a thing now to bring whoever's hot and at the top bring them down. You know what I mean? Pull something from their past um, throw it in their face to to get them out of here as we would say. Um, but yeah, I think he should host it. I think he would be very good. I know you don't think he's funny. But I do think he he is funny, and he will be um, he'd be good at it. You know, you need that you need that type of energy at the Oscars because it's nothing else. It's only a few categories that people really care about. You know, so you need that comedic element, that light, fun, airy type of vibe. And I think he would be good for the job. I don't think he should keep apologizing for something that he's already apologized for you know, over the years, multiple times, like clearly he didn't mean anything of it. 
But, you know, powers that be, you know, dangling money bags, you know, over your head and stuff. I get it, I guess. But I do. I would like to see him host it. Um, <clears throat> I want to say that my uh, dislike for him as a comedian right now has nothing to do against him as a person. It's just that right now, I just don't feel like his humor makes me laugh. It used to just right now. So let me just say that. So y'all think I'm not? Y'all don't think I'm hating on Kev and want to see Kev lose? Um, when I watched that interview, I looked at it and I said, "Oh, Kev's in a different space," and that's that has nothing to do with how he was. Say, nothing to do with what he was saying, and how he was saying it but more so that he had the backing of one of arguably the biggest names in entertainment that was pretty much saying no i made a call i think you should do it they're open and also to happens to be a part of the lgbtqia you know whatever whatever community i said oh he's got different backing now kevin's out of here not, not that he wasn't before, not that he wasn't making all the money before, but that interview said to me, "Oh, now nah, he's out of here," and not in the, not in a negative sense. I don't want y'all to think I'm talking negatively, mm-hmm. but I said, "Oh, he's one of them now," mm-hmm. and by one of them, I mean the elite, mm-hmm. the elite that every America loves. No one has a bad thing to say about Ellen ever. Um, I do get what he was saying no if I feel like you know I appreciate you saying you want me to host and you making a call I appreciate that but if I did now I would feel like the night's about me because mm-hmm. I, I would almost bet money that he would find himself apologizing once again on stage and then mm-hmm. trying to get the jokes off yeah yeah. Um, I agree in his sentiment that you know it, it's gonna take it's gonna take a lot for me to like I'm, I want to make a stand. I said I wasn't gonna do it. I said I wasn't gonna apologize. Yet he's still apologizing. But um, I get it. If his thing is I'm, I'm I apologize and I guess I'll keep apologizing because he said it's hurting partnerships. It's hurting pretty much. It's hurting the paper. Mm-hmm. And I don't want my opportunities to go away because I wasn't the bigger person and apologized for my past. I will right. say this about the cancel community that's going out right now. A lot of y'all rush the stuff on social media without having zero credence behind it or any like research. You find yeah. something, you put it out, and then you want to get somebody out of here. Forgetting yeah. that th- these people have livelihoods, they have families, they, like this is how they make a living. Yep. And everybody's so quick to, oh, well, this person did this, get them out of here. Oh, this yeah. person sitting next to this person, get them out. Like, what criteria are we using to get people out of here? Right. Old tweets. Like, come on. Stuff from 10 years ago. Like a stand-up joke. I don't know, like, how we've come to, to the place where you're canceling somebody for a, a comedian for a joke. Like, 
what world are we living in? I'm scared for comedy. Also, like, what America are we living in that Kanye can't say, stop, that's gay, but the president could grab a woman by her by her punani and become president and not even apologize about it and not even acknowledge it really and lie to the American people. No, Why isn't uh, that nigga canceled? Uh, no, I'm not going to sit here and let you do that and water it down for him. He said, I grabbed it by the pussy. So that's what we... He said I grabbed it by the pussy. And that mm-hmm. nigga Billy Bush is... God bless him. Where is he? Damn. He got fired. Like ain't nobody seen or heard from that nigga since 2016. And meanwhile, you know Trump is out here furloughing federal workers, trying to build a, a five billion dollar concrete wall. Like this is you know the mid 1500s. Some stupid. Like why ain't nobody canceling him? Where's the cancel movement for Donald Trump? This is what I'm saying. Like if. <clears throat> I, that's why I said I feel bad for where comedy is going. Because if you have comedians that, oh, I don't want to touch that. Oh, I got to stay away from that. Oh, I got to stay with, like. Yeah, like that ain't, that's, you're being politically correct. And anybody could do that. Anybody. Get up there and get back to what it was. Offend somebody. For God's sake, offend somebody. Like. It's comedy. Like, I don't, like come on. But I, I watched that and said, Kevin in a different space. He got different backing. Um, I just hope comedians don't go this route where they got to play extra safe just to make sure they don't get the the wrong community upset to come yeah. back and be like, like because that's what it's it's, it's going. That's what it's turning into. That's what um, it's looking like. Quan made the joke up here. There's no fat community. Like I feel like there's going to be like an uprising of oh well I'm offended by this type of joke well I'm offended well then don't listen to comedy is it, what are you going to be what are you going to talk about I guess you talk about your own stories like Kevin Hart said he does he's like he stays away from stuff like that now and just talk about like his father and you know him screwing up his first marriage and almost screwing up his second marriage but and now for people like you he's not funny You know what I mean? So like you gotta you gotta switch your content, you gotta be politically correct, you gotta walk a straight narrow line, uh, you know, on walking on thin ice, trying not to offend anybody. And you know, now five hundred thousand people who were once your fans when you were somehow say it with your chest, they don't really find you that funny anymore. Cause you can't say what you want, really. You gotta is- keep it you gotta keep it PC. When he was younger, and I'm not opposed to growth, because that's what people are going to point out. Oh, you don't want it, you don't want the nigga to grow? You want him to stay the same? No, I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is, when his growth now has to not deflect, but almost um, adapting to, to the times, like yeah. us just music. Yeah. Now it's just trash. Yeah. So uh, I don't um, cancel community if one of y'all niggas is listening. Um, it's a lot of other people y'all can cancel out here. There's that a- ain't trying to change. 
and you know that's been the same way for the past you know 20 30 years of their adult life and they ain't really trying to change and they're really racist and they're you know really xenophobic and you can get them niggas up out of here there's a list you want niggas out of here there's a list that you can start with start with trump there is a i hate um that people now are like oh so since this happened why don't we look at this person why don't we look at this person are you getting jay-z out of here if it comes out that he slept with foxy brown when she was 16 no listen to my point and what i'm saying hurry up no no, because I'm not gonna say he did or he didn't. That's that man. That that's that man's uh, cross the bear or whatever have you. I don't think Jay Z slept with Foxy Brown at 15 years old. Period. If it comes out that he did, I'll eat my words and be like, "Oh, well, damn." But as of right now. I do not think Jay-Z slept with Foxy Brown. What about him being on that tour with Kelly? Uh, They got Kelly off that tour because (laughs) our Kelly was telling people um, and not because I don't know Jay-Z personally, but I can see him like me in the moment saying, well, come on. We got to we got to forgive him. He was acquitted. Like he wasn't found guilty of it. Like 21 counts. He beat the case. Like in the moment, I would think, oh, okay, well, maybe he didn't do it. It's not until after the fact, I, Jay-Z don't perform, or he hasn't performed none of them R. Kelly songs since he kicked R. Kelly off that tour. Mm-hmm. And I can, I can almost bet my insurance that I don't even have that because he has a daughter now, he 100% ain't playing on R, was, ain't playing on R. Kelly. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Omarion and B2K who said that they're not performing any of the R. Kelly songs. Um, After this tour. Yeah. So what that says to me is, oh, you don't want to mess up the money you got, but after we get this money, yeah, we're not going to perform the songs no more. Yeah. Um, Yeah, this thing is so, um, I don't know. It's just so weird. So weird. That's why when people are like, oh, um, yeah. I, Did you see the interview with uh, Dame Dash when he was talking about um, Aaliyah and how every time like he would ask her about Kelly, she would be like, oh, that was a really bad man. It was a really evil man. Like I don't really want to. I don't really want to speak on it. Yeah. And that was one of yeah. the main reasons why, not the main reason, but that was one of the contributing factors to you know the the fall of Rockefeller, like Jay-Z, he spoke to Jay-Z about it, like, you know, this is my girl, and that guy did this to my girl, but Jay was with the money. So, Dame said, I wasn't there when they made, recorded that. Yeah, his name I is not on, the, on that album, he wasn't, he wasn't a part of that. But, that's, again, that's, Dame was coming from a perspective of, oh, this is my girl. I don't feel comfortable with that because it's my girl. I'm all for that. At the time, it was about the dollar. So because the man is not guilty, because all this other stuff, you couldn't ignore at that time 
that he was the talent that he had. You couldn't ignore that. Now, if somebody came out with a joint album with R. Kelly, they're they're they nasty, they're sick, all those all of those. Wait, terms. wait, wait. So hold on. 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 Hold up. Hold up. Let me just get this so I understand so that people in the back can hear you. If you and D Wade, yeah, I have an idea to come together to do a sneaker line. But I say to you, as your god sister, practically sister. I see the cover photo, babies and pacifiers. I come to you and say, as co-host of the Whatever Face podcast, yo, that nigga is foul. He's dirty. He's done some things to some people that I know that I'm very uncomfortable with that's borderline criminal. I don't think that you should have your name attached to that, that you should have our brand attached to that nigga. You're going to go ahead and do this shoe thing anyway? No. And this is, I want you to hear me when I'm saying no. And that's why I said, if what's known now was known then, we wouldn't have got that album. And the reason why you could, in that instance, there was probably an excuse made for it was because, oh, it, he's not guilty. So in a court of public opinion, no. If someone says, oh, well, this person did this, that, and the third, you wait till you get all the facts, and once you're like, oh, well, they didn't do it? Okay, like, I can't hold them, like, I can't really, like, I'm talking about that particular instance. I can't, um, if, they're not, if they're not guilty, like, I, who am I to hold up against them if a court of law found them not guilty? I'm talking about this particular instance. But if it were me... Right, the court of law didn't, but you're my mans. We're business partners together. And my girlfriend is telling me, telling us that this nigga is foul. That Aaliyah thing, that was, that was public record. That was known that she was 15 and she was underage when he married her. Right. That's criminal. The, the, the video, that's something that the court threw that out. Okay, fine. But my, you're my partner. We're business partners. You're my man, 50 grand. And I'm telling you, my girl is telling you, we're telling you, this nigga is dirty. You still do the deal. I, because I, I think in that instance, or we're talking about a time where, yeah, it was... They may have been owners of Rockefeller, but they were partners with Def Jam. And if Leo and them are saying, hey, we think this might be a good idea to do an album with this guy, and they are cutting the, the bigger percentage of the checks, I, I think you put it, you take it into consideration. But if this, if what's out now was out then, no, we don't get, we don't get 
the collaborations. I get you saying, but you're my man's in them. You're my people's. You're my partner. I'm telling you, he's foul. I hear you, but if I have to go on, if all I have to go on is what you're saying and a court saying, well, they gave us evidence and a nigga, he's not guilty. I'm, I'm just telling you the business, the, how a business mind would look at that back then. Not to say that it will happen now because all this information is out. But back then, as my man, you just telling me, oh, well, this nigga's foul. I wouldn't operate like that. But there's other factors at play back then that would say, okay, All right, well, so with that same logic, what about the parents? Because it seems like you're giving Jay the benefit of the doubt that, you know, Deb Jam was kind of pushing it because they were cutting checks and there was money there to be had. Can't you give that same benefit of the doubt to the parents who like, oh, this is R. Kelly. My daughter can sing. My daughter can dance. My, my daughter can write. Maybe there's a possibility that he can put us on and change our lives for the better. I, I started by saying the, the parents were, were, were sick. I, I feel like they uh, prostituted their kids. If that's what we want to, that's what you want to call it. How you want to look at it? They prostituted their kids for stardom. They thought this man would put them in a better position than they already were. Um, I know, Mama. Um, I'm not giving Jay the benefit of the doubt that oh well, he did this. <laughs> he did this. Um, without R. What I'm saying is. In the same vein with it's not a cape. Let me let me just say that. I'm not caping for the man. I don't think anybody... you were kind of caping for Jay just now. No, 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 no. It, no. it kinda seems like it. What I'm what I my only standpoint is is if the information was out then that's out now, my stand still says I don't think we get a collaborative album. But if you and I said myself, when the trial came, I was on the front line saying, "Oh, but nigga is Kel." Yeah, but that's not. But does it have to? Like, does that the information that we got over the weekend? Does that have to be out? If I'm telling you, as as your family, who's known you for years, I'm in a relationship with somebody who's who who lived this. Like, this is not hearsay, you know. She said, he said, and, you know, she told him and he told me and they said this, this is my girl. Like, what do you need more information? Do you need a, a, a guilty conviction from the courts? Like, what do you need 20 girls saying the same thing? If this one person who I trust, who I'm in a relationship, if she's saying to me, this nigga is foul and I'm telling you need you telling me you need more information I'm trying to think of an artist uh, that you really like that I can ask you or if you is, are you saying your stance in general is you don't care who the artist is they file they file if they need to be canceled they canceled off bat is that what you're saying When it comes, to, when it comes, 
I'm, I'm pedophilia just... when it comes to rape, sexual assault, murder. Um, those three are unforgivable. Is it safe to say people have in the past made money grabs that they in their later years regret? Yeah. All money's not good money, right? You've heard you've heard that? Yeah. Term before? Um Yeah. And that's only that's the only thing I'm saying is that in a mature state of mind. I don't think that money grab is as is as important to Jay now as it would have been back then. Cause you gotta remember, and this is this is not a cape. You have to remember he was still in artist mode then. He wasn't in CEO, let me be president, let me he was still an artist. That is a cape. And then you but you can't demonize the parents because you know you're telling, oh, Jay's gonna look for a money grab. But then you have parents who are out here like, oh, my kid could be a star, and here's R. Kelly. That's an equation, you know, to change our lives. So you can't give Jay the benefit of the doubt talking about he needed to get get to the bag at that time that he probably didn't need to right now. You got desperate parents living in Chicago. Like, who want to live in Chicago? And my kid is a star, and here's R. Kelly. I'm looking for a money grab, too. You made me play Frankie to come back here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my 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 thing is, um, as a parent and as an artist, I have to look at it two separate ways. I will never put my um, I will never whore my kids out because I'm in a bad financial place. That's one. But if I'm an artist. But I don't think they were necessarily whoring them out. Like you said, the information that we have today wasn't really the information that was back then. So. No, no. There are certain instances where. Um, this is what you. This is what you said. That's what you said. <clears throat> but go I'm, the information we. I'm talking about as a collective. Back then. We may have known, oh, well, he's on trial for, um, if, if we're going to talk about it, let's talk about it. This is exactly what you said. He was on trial. The court dismissed it. So, you know, you didn't and, really have women coming out. There wasn't really no platform <clears> for these women to speak. It was just that court case, really, that was the only thing that was in the light. And then the court the case time, got dismissed. At the time, there were a million people that still supported R. Kelly regardless of the information that was out. Millions of people because he came out with Chocolate Factory, he came out with TP2. Oh, yeah, no, no doubt about it. He had so, mad number one records. You I, I'm know, saying, when I'm, that case... During that time, exactly what you're yeah. saying. During that time, there were still people that, nah, I'm not separating the art from the, from the person. This nigga still makes great albums. I'm going to support him. You had somebody on that documentary who was at the trial who ended up being one of his victims because mm -hmm. she was supporting him and walked mm -hmm. every day. She was mm -hmm. at the court 
saying, oh, how much she loved him and blah, 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 blah. And, mm-hmm. oh, they just trying to get rid of him. At the time, people might have been blind to the artist. That's my point about the parents. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you there that the parents are blind by us because I said. I said in the beginning, the parents are starstruck. Had nothing to do with the kids. The parents are starstruck. But at the same token, if you're a parent and you know this man's on trial for being with minors, why am I still as a parent knowing he's? Because I'm separating it now. It's not artistry and everything else. As a parent, I know this man's been on trial for. having relationships with minors as a parent. So knowing this, I'm still going to put my underage um, kid in, in around him or in his grasp knowing this. That's different from an artist saying, okay, well... No, like, it's not different because your explanation was the case got dismissed and there really wasn't that much information out there about it. As an artist... And you know how black people are. They didn't even believe OJ did it. Black folk was out there caping for OJ hard body. OJ definitely killed that woman. And Ron. If the glove don't fit, nigga, you must have quit. Um <laughs> This is the greatest line in 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 like world history. The, the, I guess what I'm trying to get you is because we're saying the same, same thing, the man's a monster. All I'm trying to say is as definitely. As no, but artist, I, I, what I'm trying to understand is why are you giving, like, why are you okay in Jay Z going after the bag and you're not okay in the parents going after the bag? Okay, I hear, I hear how you said that. I hear how that sounds. I, I, I just caught that. I hear how that sounds. Well, my answer to that statement is saying. Jay-Z is an established artist working with another artist. These parents are being promised money because they're signing NDAs of someone potentially making their teenage kid a star. My, um, my question to you in regards to that would be, how many teenage girls has, do the parents, can the parents go off of and say, R. Kelly made this person a star? He can do the same for my daughter. How many, how many for me to say, okay, well, I'm, I'm comfortable almost sacrificing my kid for the stardom that he gave to this person. We're not talking about somebody who's already established. We're not talking about somebody who already can stand on their own as an artist. Show me how many people, if I'm a parent, show me how many people you've done this for before where it will be, I, I, I may look, turn, turn a blind eye to it, because I, can, I see your track work. I know you're going to produce. Well, for Sparkle, you have, you have Sparkle. So I can see how her sister or her brother, whoever that was, would be like, okay, well, Sparkle's here. So, you know, maybe he can do that for our daughter. And which is why Sparkle's just as wrong as anybody else. Mm-hmm. Because she said in the video, I thought he could do for her what he did for me. But Sparkle, yeah. and here's, here's my, not where I separated, but Jay wasn't in a studio with him with 12-year-old girls. You were, Sparkle. We don't know that. You're he right. could have been. You're right. Sparkle, you were in the studio with him, and you saw these underage girls. You were there. You saw it. 
but yet you still brought your niece around after seeing what had happened. Yeah. I I I just I'm just under the impression that the money decisions people made when they were younger aren't the same money decisions people make now. Even when they kicked um Kells off that tour, Jay still went out and did the rest of the tour and he called it Jay Z and Friends. <laughs> I remember that tour. <laughs> So yeah, it probably was a money grab because it was like, nigga, we already booked tour time. We already got dates. We like, we got an album out. F it. I don't need to do the album. I'll do. I'll bring everybody else out and ro- have them rock out during your set. But I do think that Sean Carter right now is not looking to get R. Kelly on. He wasn't looking to get R. Kelly on a record after that fiasco. Yeah. We don't really know what what happened with them though. What's the story? R. Kelly was walking around telling grown men, hood dudes, oh no, you can't look me in my eyes when we on tour. Backstage. Jane them niggas, like you ain't gonna tell hood niggas and Marcy, you, you as a grown man, you can't look me in my eyes, you can't talk to me, you can't feel that was that that's what was happening backstage. But on the stage. He kept like um I think it was two instances where he kept telling the um the 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 guy um with the lighting hey turn the lights on or this this guy looked like he had a weapon blah 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 he pulled that thing twice Jay said um I know at the garden when he finally got kicked off the the, the tour his thing was oh well he was doing the um oh this guy has a gun he pointed a weapon at me thing ding and Jay was like nigga this is the garden. Puff couldn't even walk backstage without credentials. And you told me you worry about somebody in a crowd having a weapon. <laughs> I, I remember when when Jay ran to Angie after that concert and was like, nah, get get this nigga off. Like, we're not we're not working with this nigga no more. Like, because it was like, all right, you trying to be a diva and like you, you talking all this like niggas got guns at the show. Nigga, do you know where we are? We had Madison Square, the world's most famous arena. Nobody in here got a gun. Right. It was crazy. But on top of that, the part that wasn't known was him backstage telling grown men they couldn't look him in his eyes and not to talk to him. Talk to his people. Yeah. It's a tie-tie on them niggas. Escorted that nigga. Vacated, vacate the premises. All right, thank you for your services. We'll 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 do Jay Z and Prince. <laughs> oh man, nigga Jay was on the radio like tell that nigga I said he can't touch the stage tomorrow. Tell him I said that, and you could you can tell he was heated on an Angie interview because it, it was right after the tour, and they were like, "What happened?" He was like, "Yo." I could this like I'm like here we go again this nigga with the gun thing like he was like tell tell him I said don't touch the stage no more we gonna do the rest of the tour Jay Z and friends but I never said young Jay Z who was still in artist mode probably was like it's R Kelly who would refuse to work with R Kelly 
blah, 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 blah. Grown, mature Jay-Z would say, if you don't get the F out of here, don't even bring his name near me. He's sick. Mm, still feel like you caked a little bit for him. It's all right. You can feel that way. I was just trying to make the point of separating artists who's saying, okay, well, all I have, outside of you being my man and them, my man 50 grand. The court found him not guilty. I can't find I can't hold him accountable. I granted you telling me he did some foul stuff. Court said your man's is free. Capin, 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 You sound like the people that was capin, 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 capin for Nick Saban <laughs> after his his team got spanked. <laughs> Nobody cares about them niggas. Every year, like Alabama, Georgia, Alabama, Clemson, Alabama, like, sometimes, I don't like Dabo. Though. I feel like Dabo is racist. Like, Dabo has to be, like, one of those evangelical right-wing racist nuts. Hey, if, if you if you are a black male that's uh, 300 something pounds and you can throw people around and I can get you angry and have you uh, go out in the field and uh, get get me get me a, a nice paycheck because uh, you want us to match Yeah, get me a nice paycheck and you ain't gonna get yourself nothing but a, a bowl of Raymond noodles. Hey, at least they got per diem. They were able, able to go get a meal or something. Well, at least when Dabo's, how much you go home with? He's probably going to get a. He's probably going to get a, a a a kick, a kick and pay. He's probably going to get a kick and pay. But uh, yeah, these things got blown out. Um, what's your prediction for? Oh, nigga! Oh boy, I was hoping. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, go ahead. About go those ahead. Indianapolis Colts. Yeah. 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 What was that, by 13 you called? We losing by I 13? Did. I did. Oh, dang. Dang. Now, nah, nah, all seriousness, all seriousness, what do you think about the Colts right now? Watching that game, me aside, what do you think about the Colts as a team? I won't say scary. I won't say, but... Colts are legit contenders. Ten I'll, of the last eleven games. I will admit that. I will admit that. I've been staying away from the stat because I don't want to decloud my judgment. Last time they played the Chiefs in the playoffs, they came back down twenty-one and beat them forty-five, forty-four. The Chiefs have some playoff demons. They have a rookie uh, quarterback. Not really rookie, but you know. First year starter. Um, Andy Reid has his playoff woes, and I don't. And that's that. That Chiefs defense is terrible. And this is why the Colts look like they have more of a chance than people are giving them. The Colts yeah. defense better than I will the agree. Chiefs defense. Yeah, definitely. And so I'm not. I'm not all on that uh, Chiefs onslaught. You know, forty-five point. I ain't all on that. 
because they ain't got no defense, and this kid ain't never been here before. And Andy Reid always seems to just like stumbles in the playoffs. So, as much as I hate to admit it, and I don't want to hear it next week, but I do think the Colts will pull this one off. Let me let me let me say the reason why the the Colts have um are a better opponent than anybody else because like you saw on it in that Texas game, Andrew Luck can throw a touchdown, but if he don't treat his O line to a bonus at the end of the season for making Facts. sure he stays upright. Facts. He's been sacked six times this year. That's the fewest he's been sacked in three years. And I don't know if you watched the game, but that guard. Hey, Ari. Yeah, traditionally, well, not tradition, but for a while, uh, the Colts have had a really bad offensive line. Yeah. And it's part of the reason why, you know, he got banged up pretty bad because they couldn't keep him up right. But his offensive line is good. They have a good running game. They have solid secondary. Quarterback is elite. The problem is the Chiefs, without Kareem Hunt, they aren't as scary as they were yep. at the beginning of the season. Yep. And that was pointless for releasing him. But that's another story. Um, yeah, they're probably going to pay for it this weekend. <laughs> the Colts' defense is a little bit more stable than uh, some of some of the other – yeah, some of the other teams. Um, I I'm gonna say Colts. I can't get off this train because it's the Chiefs. I'm gonna say Colts. Um, Colts win this game, AFC Championship, uh, possibly against the Chargers or Patriots. Who did you got in that? My mind is telling me to pick the Patriots because they've had. A couple of weeks off, and that's a, a lot of time for Brady to get healthy and eat, you know, all the avocado ice cream <laughs> and, <laughs> and Belichick to get his his brain ticking. Um, history would probably say to pick the Patriots, probably because they own Philip Rivers as well. But my gut is telling me to go with the Chargers. They went into Baltimore, and that was a really tough defense. That was a really tough defense that they overcame. And um, Gronk is, you know, been running around looking stupid. And Brady, for all the time, is right there knocking at the door. Um, they don't look as sharp as they did in recent years around this time. So, although my mind wants to tell me the Patriots and history is on their side, I'm going to go with my gut and pick the Chargers by like 10. Um, I've been saying all year, the Patriots, like, they just ain't – they don't have that same allure. Um, Josh Gordon on the team, I, I'm a little bit more confident. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and say Chargers as well. And the Chargers got a whole lot of playoff demons too that they got to mm-hmm. 
Um, but I think they shook that with the going into Baltimore because Baltimore has been red hot over these uh, month and a half. Um, elite defense, number one defense, I believe, in the NFL. Rookie quarterback, which is, you know, when I but said they've that, done well with, yeah, they've done well with, with um, you know, giving him a game plan that he can manage. But they they went into Baltimore and they, they overcame that, that, that defense. So I think they kind of shook it off a little bit, you know. It's going to be difficult to go to Foxborough, though, I will say. I think just mentally for like, you know what I mean? Just like the the aura of the Patriots and Bill Belichick and it's Tom Brady and, you know, just like the mystique of it all. I think that gets into the players' heads. Because they're not really that, you know, they're not really that talented. They have Tom Brady. He's old as hell now. They have Gronk, who's looking like Frankenstein out there. And they got these little (laughs) white boy, 150-pound slot receivers. It's like, they ain't really got nobody on the team, but I think like the mystique of it all really be getting into the players' heads, and they kind of like overthink it and overplay it, and then Belichick would just pick you apart from there. But Chargers have way better players, almost at every position except for the quarterback, than than the Patriots do. I like so this should be this should be a this should be uh this should be a win for the Chargers. I liken this to the Jaguars going into Pittsburgh last year and completely punching Pittsburgh in the mouth. Mm-hmm. If you can come out and establish we ain't afraid of you and mm-hmm. you come out prepared, mm-hmm. they say all the time, any given Sunday, any team can beat. Yeah, this is one game. I think um, Bill's defense hasn't been the same as it used to be. Yeah. Even going back to uh, the Super Bowl, him sitting uh, Butler and, like. You still don't know what happened with that. Yeah. I, I, weird. I feel like uh, Chargers have a good chance of uh, winning this game um, and going to the AFC championship game. Um, the Cowboys. God. Yeah, those guys. Cowboys and the Eagles. I was surprised both both of them niggas. I had a feeling the Eagles was gonna win. Just because I don't trust um Mitch Trubisky, whatever his last name is. I don't know, it just seemed like the Eagles were meant to win that game. It seemed like they were meant to win. Like I watched the last the, the last quarter of it. And the way that the Bears were playing, like the, the offense that they was running, the plays that they were calling, it was like, y'all, didn't, y'all not even trying. Y'all not even trying. I was like, the, the Eagles are going to win this game. They're going to win this game. And then St. Nick threw that. And he, like, cocked his arm back and had to, like, put that weird spin on that touchdown pass to Golden Tate. I don't know what it is about the kicker. Nick Foles got he got some angels out there with him. He got something. Cause it seemed like they they shit on Nick Foles all season until it comes to playoffs. <laughs> and then everybody be on old Nick Train. But I do think the little magic runs out. 
we ain't go to New Orleans. <laughs> I don't know. I can't. I can't see them beating the Saints. Tony Dungy said know. it works in the favor of um, the Eagles, mainly because the Saints. If you're thinking, if you're the Saints, you're thinking, well, why would we change our game plan? We blew them out right. last time they came. And, and they're the going to have a game plan for that, yeah. Yeah. And the Eagles are saying, like, oh, okay, well, the onus, on, onus is on us to go in there and prove yeah. that was a fluke. I don't know if the Eagles make it past the Saints. The Saints really haven't been playing that well these past couple of weeks either. So, you know, and they had a week off. You could be a little rusty coming out. You know what I mean? Like, so it's a lot of – it's some factors in there as well. But it's the Superdome. That crowd is crazy. Sean Payton, well, Sean know. Payton walked into the locker room with the Lombardi Trophy and two hundred twenty-five thousand dollars. Two hundred twenty-five thousand dollars. Told them, "You want this? Win three games." So, is that motivation enough for you? The Lombardi Trophy is. I don't care about the money. The Lombardi Trophy is, especially if I wasn't here when I won it the first time. Yeah. That's why I like when the NBA when they were doing a countdown of. Like they would cross off on a scoreboard how many more games you had to play. Mm-hmm. Seeing that would motivate me. Like, all right, we got it was 16, we got eight, we got four. Like, that would motivate yeah, me. Yeah, LeBron and them did that um, that year that they won the championship. They had like a puzzle of the trophy and they would just keep putting pieces. Everyone that they had, they would keep putting the pieces in, keep putting the pieces in. So we both got Saints there. Dallas is going to LA. Yeah, I think they're going to be LA. You think so? I do. I do. And I don't want them to because it's like, who wants to see? Who wants to keep watching Dallas? Like I don't. But it's like Jared Goff. Like you trust him? I don't. I, I trust Todd Gurley. But he's been dinged. Rested. You got two weeks. He two said, he, weeks said he feels good. He said he feels good. He had a good practice. He, he didn't, so, you know, we'll see. He didn't play the last game of the season. He had two He had a two-week break. Um, I got Rams. Sorry, Cowboys fans. Uh, TJ, console your father because he's probably, uh, <laughs> probably going to cry. But I got – I got Rams. Um, and before we get out of here, MVP picks in basketball, who you like so far? Rookie of the year, who you like so far? Who are the rookies? Only name that matters is Luke. Luca. DeAndre. Yeah, he got that clearly. Uh, nah, that nigga trash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Luca got that rookie of the year. Um, for MVP, to me, MVP always is like if you take that player, if you pluck that player off the team, what does that team do without that player? And if they suck, then that nigga that you plucked out is probably the MVP. If they do all right, that nigga probably ain't the MVP. I'm going to go ahead, and although James Harden has been lighting it up, who cares about all that scoring because there are enough possessions in the NBA for anybody. You saw Kyle Kuzma score 41 points the other night. 
So I don't care about James Harden scoring 40 points, 10 assists. I don't care. It's 200 possessions in the, in, 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 the, in the NBA game today. But to see the Lakers go from, like, fourth seed to, like, eighth seed with LeBron being out these, like, five, six, seven, eight, how many of games it was, I'm going to have to say LeBron is the MVP of the National Basketball Association for the year 2018-2019. Um, I would say go the opposite route and say I would go either Giannis Antetokounmpo To me, Giannis doesn't take over games Like you will see the big stars like Kevin Durant you know, you see him like just take a game over in those finals Steph um, James Harden, not talking about the playoffs, but like regular season games, you'll see them just like command the ball, take over the game, do what they have to do. To me, Giannis doesn't do that. He just like blends, you know what I mean? Like, and if the ball comes his way, he may or may not score. So that's my, like, because I watched him the other night playing Houston. And that was a good game. That was a really good game, but it, like Giannis wasn't taking over the game. He was just like, I'll get the ball here and there. You know what I mean? Like that 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 um, Malcolm kid, he had the ball a lot. Like Chris Middleton. He was like, where the hell is Giannis? So he, to me, he kind of gets like lost, lost sometimes, you know, in the, in the mix. Are you making Once in a while, you'll see him, you'll see him pop up and score or, you know, a ball comes his way and he does something with it. So that's my only great with Giannis. But I do believe that he is the future of the NBA. Like, once LeBron gets up out of here, it's going to be Giannis's league. Um, I would have said Giannis or Harden. Um, and like you said, Harden just been lights out. Um, granted, that's not everything. But you can clearly see it. Someone, someone made the, the statement, is Chris Paul even needed on Houston? Because... Um, they haven't fall off without Chris Paul being yeah. injured. Yeah. So I saw um somebody on TV, I don't know, saying that it was a mistake for the Rockets to give um Chris Paul that four year deal. Because he's like he's old, he's always injured, and they clearly don't need him. Do you think it's a? Uh, it might be over for Chris Paul? Because he's constantly being injured. Yeah, I think so. I think so. But he's secure for like the next, what, I think he's got two years left on there, three years left on that contract. So that his money is secure, but I don't know about his, you know, his longevity in the league. Yeah. But the bag is secure. Yeah. But yeah, he's always, he's always out of the lineup. Mm. Always. All right. All right. Yeah. Oh, shout out to you for no pun intended Netflix show you. (laughs) 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 What did you think about it? It was really creepy, but it was really good. I don't want to 
spoil it for those that haven't seen it yet, but uh, it was really good. <clears throat> I'm just gonna say he thought he was me with a couple of those moves. Um, oh, come on. <laughs> it it did like make me look twice to realize how much information we do put on social media though, mm-hmm. and how easy it is for like if somebody if somebody really wanted to <laughs> stalk your life. Yeah. Mel was yelling at me. He was like, when you be out, do you look around when you walk in? You know nobody. I was like, uh, calm down. You better be looking around. You make sure nobody's following you. I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, that was good. But yeah, it was that was it was a good that's a good one. That was a good one. Yeah, I I got another one. Um oh, new year, new Let's thing. Go. We're not we're not doing sleeper shows. I know some of you guys may, uh, that term may throw some of you off. We're just going to do shows that we should think you guys should watch. And um, my show this week, it hasn't come on yet, but it's um, Black Monday on Showtime. It's about the stock market crash. It has uh, Don Cheadle in it. Um, Don Cheadle and Regina. Yeah. 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 I'm waiting for that one, too. That comes out the 20th, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm waiting for that one, too. Um, my, my son just shifts me because he, he thinks he's on the phone. He's holding the phone <laughs> up. Talking. He just me. Hi, Ari. He, he, he walks around the house with the phone to his ear, thinking he's talking. I, one day, I thought he was really talking to somebody. That's how into the conversation he was. <laughs> but, uh, Were you here for the Golden Globes? Um, no. Uh, <laughs> I never thought Andy Samberg was funny. Um, yeah, I didn't, and I didn't get the pairing him with Sandra. Oh, yeah. I, I'm like what? I do think they made a mistake trying to turn um turning it to Jim Carrey, who destroyed the room after like. Why would you do that? Why would you give it to him of all people? He's a he's a genius. Yeah. <clears throat> that that was a it was a I think it was a, a I don't think they were expecting him to do what he did, but that's Jim Carrey. How could he not do that to the room? Right. 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 Um if you don't like if you don't get dry humor or all that other stuff, then you would yeah. I can see how people <laughs> Were were turned off by it, or didn't care too much for it. And I can I can see that. Yeah. Um, what's her face one? Regina King. I like Regina. <clears throat> I like Regina too. I'm trying to think of the category. If it was best supporting, yeah, I think it was best supporting actress. I like the but yeah, we rooting for everybody black. You got a you got a show that these people should watch. I have no shows. I have no shows. I don't know why I, I like Grownish. No, I'll use that. Sure, I use Grownish as your thirty minutes sitcom. I use Grownish. Gronish is funny. You don't watch Gronish, you're into blackest, but not Gronish. Yeah. 
I never said I didn't like Sandra, Sandra Bullock. Is that what you said? I don't like Sandra Bullock, but I like Grownish. Is that what you said? Or did I hear you wrong? No, Blackish. I never said Blackish. I like both Blackish and Grownish. I watch both of them. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Just asking. Just, I watch both just of them. asking. I'm trying to think of what else I'm watching. Yeah, I don't have anything. Stuff comes back from winter break, like The Resident. Uh, this is us, I believe, comes back next week. I'm gonna use growing as usual. Sure. <clears throat> Maybe. Um, oh, True Detective with Mahershala. Use that. True Detective. Did you true, watch the first one? True Detective. Matt McConaughey. Nope. nope. Try to. It was corny. <laughs> <laughs> nope, I'm hopping on the train at season three with Mahershala. All right, I saw him in the airport too last month. You, Not last you speak month, to him? I didn't. I was eating a pastrami sandwich, and he was being escorted by like one of those airline people, I guess, to you know some fancy lounge. I don't know. But you know, I was like, oh, hey, that's that guy, that, that moonlight guy. And I was like, oh, Marshall, I would like pastrami in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. That was it. I don't know if I ever told the story up here of uh, when me and my younger brother in the 90s went on a family vacation and saw Birdman in the airport. And <clears throat> they were shining. Hot boys. They went to Burger King. My brother was like, my father was like, who is that? We were like, oh, they rappers. They get, they got mad money. They millionaires. Kind of cash money millionaires. We got on the plane. My father looked at us and he said, they must not be millionaires if they sit um, further than we are on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, you got a point. Didn't look at it that way, but he was like, they ain't flying private. They flying with us and they sitting behind us. Yeah, they ain't, they ain't no millionaires. <laughs> They ain't got it. <laughs> so that was pretty fun. But all right, that's all I got. Uh, get your excuses ready for Monday. I think that's how I'm just going to sign off. Get your excuses ready for Monday. Uh, shout out to the one Spotify listener. That's, that's, I think that's what, I'm, that's, that's what I'm at. Oh, shout out to Jamel Hill. She had a, a Spotify deal for the uh, Unbothered podcast. Well, can we reach out to Jamel's people to see how we can get a Spotify? Yeah, get us, get us on Jamel. Yeah. I love Jamel Hill, so that you know, I'm fanboying out right now. Last week was the engagement. This week is yeah, you know. I was about to say Jamel Hill podcast deal. Yeah, tell me a little change. All right, pay me what you owe me. <laughs> <laughs> I oh man.